the relationship between testosterone and the prostate. Wait a minute. If I have high testosterone, can that be bad for my prostate? Will that cause prostate cancer? And what if I already had prostate cancer? Can I be on testosterone therapy? Today, that's what we'll talk about, the relationship between testosterone and the prostate. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where I try to help you improve your prostate health and live better with age. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's a little bit controversial, which is the relationship between testosterone and the prostate gland. So many of you think or have read somewhere on the internet that perhaps testosterone is the fuel that, or the gasoline that feeds prostate cancer, right? You've heard of that. Um, The other notion is that perhaps the prostate or testosterone makes the prostate larger so that it causes lower urinary tract symptoms related to the prostate, right? All these things. So this is going to be a little bit of an overview. Now, I will tell you this. You want to have this discussion with your practitioner. This is really for information only. This is not just a disclaimer. This is for information only. The goal, of course, is for you to make an intelligent decision and be proactive in your own decision-making as you talk to your doctors. Perhaps even ask better questions when you speak to your urologist at at the next visit. So let's go and talk about this relationship between testosterone and the prostate. And again, this is an overview, all right? So we plan to dig in a little bit more with uh, experts that I um, have to interview. Uh, uh, I'm just giving you a little taste of what's coming. I have Uh, world-renowned experts, okay, that we're going to interview. But here we go. The first question is, testosterone bad for the prostate in any way, right? So you need testosterone or DHT. It's involved in the development of the prostate. And it's involved in the growth of the prostate once a male reaches puberty, right? So DHT, of course, dihydrotestosterone is a metabolite from testosterone, right? So that's involved in that process and indeed can make the prostate grow to some degree or another, okay? Now, the notion that because testosterone or DHT can make the prostate grow, that it also can fuel prostate cancer. And is that true? This is a concept that was developed in the 1940s by a group of doctors from the University of Chicago, where they did studies on on dogs, and they saw or that it was um, testosterone. Once you castrated these dogs who had prostate cancer, the cancer went away. Then they did a very small study on humans, and it really, uh, based on our standards today, there was very little correlation that depletion of testosterone would cure prostate cancer, right? So then move fast forward, it was this notion of, you know what? Maybe testosterone can ignite 
prostate cancer or, or at least make it worse, right? That's the fear. I just had an email come in, um, uh, actually not an email, but a patient that said, look, I, my testosterone is low. I have a family history of prostate cancer. I'm really, I will love some testosterone or TRT, testosterone replacement therapy or natural methods, but I'm afraid to increase my testosterone because I don't want to get prostate cancer. This was a 58-year-old man, right? So that's a common scenario. Understand that testosterone, uh, one of the, it does many things, and we're not going to go into all the details of testosterone and what it does, and we've had other episodes that we talk about that. But testosterone can increase PSA because this prostate-specific antigen is made from testosterone. So you need testosterone to make PSA in the prostate gland, right? So it's not necessarily that an increase in PSA from testosterone therapy will cause prostate cancer, but it will cause an increase in PSA as a result of just the fact that it makes it. It's just more PSA available and more of it just seems to leak into the bloodstream, which is really what PSA uh, a high PSA value is, is a, is a leakage of PSA into the bloodstream. Does it cause l- lower urinary tract symptoms or urinary problems, frequency, urgency, the things that most men are trying to avoid? It doesn't make it better, but it doesn't seem to make it worse m- based on studies and experience. So everything I'm going to talk about today is related to experience and some research findings, right? I, I bring it both. I, I always bring it both t- to you all, right? My experience talking to also many experts throughout the last two decades and the research that that's available doesn't make it worse. It seems to reduce inflammation of the prostate, ironically, okay, and it can increase the size of the prostate, if, particularly if, if, if there's a lot of conversion from testosterone to dihydrotestosterone. That dihydrotestosterone is way more powerful than testosterone in terms of stimulating the prostate and, and attaching to those androgen deprivation. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself to those androgen receptors, those ARs, right? So it attaches, DHT attaches, there's a very strong attachment to the androgen receptor around the prostate, and it can cause some increase in size of the prostate. That doesn't mean necessarily that one will develop urinary symptoms, right? So that's that. Does it cause prostate cancer? So let's let's go down the the pathway of the different stages of a man's prostate cancer possibilities. If somebody's on and I'm not recommending TRT here by the way, it might or might not be a option for you. That you need to speak to a professional right? But I'm just saying that if you have high testosterone, whether it's because you make it naturally or because you have chosen to increase your testosterone through natural means, through some botanicals and exercise and lifestyle or testosterone replacement therapy, there is no evidence that there's an increase of prostate cancer in that scenario. Okay. So even if you and if you have a family history, there seems to be no evidence that that's the case either, though you can still develop prostate cancer if there's family history or you have a genetic predisposition to prostate cancer. You can develop prostate cancer, of course, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily related to testosterone. 
Okay. So that is that. So how about if a man is diagnosed, for example, with prostate cancer, but is low risk? We're talking about these are men that are in active surveillance and they have what's called low risk prostate cancer. There's a good chance that they don't need treatment and they will they will not die from prostate cancer. Okay. Can that group of men already diagnosed with prostate cancer, can they increase their testosterone by any means, whether it's, again, natural or external methods? And the answer is that there is no linkage there. In other words, a man can have an increase in their testosterone while on active surveillance, and that does not seem to predispose them of a more aggressive disease. It is not going to make the cancer worse. Okay. This is on men on active surveillance. So let's say that a man now, let's move on to the next scenario. A man now has not such a low risk prostate cancer, but the type that ah, they, they need a treatment, that they probably have a low intermediate risk. Let's say, for those of you that know the lingo, Gleason 7, 3 plus 4, not too bad. They get it treated with either radiation therapy or prostate removal, let's just say. If that type of person, let's say, have low testosterone, and again, they're feeling, uh, you know, they're not feeling good. Uh, they're not, um, they don't feel like they have a, a zip in their step. Uh, they have low libido. They have low energy, you know, erect, some erectile dysfunction perhaps. And we can test and they say, well, yep, it's low testosterone. Can that individual with low risk disease who have been treated for prostate cancer, can that individual raise their testosterone levels safely? And the answer is typically yes. In other words, they got a prostatectomy, prostate removed, low T. Can they raise their testosterone safely? The answer is yes. Well, safely, in other words, again, some some of these men, what you're trying to avoid in that scenario is a recurrence of prostate cancer, right? So you don't want this cancer to come back. Will testosterone, will an increase in testosterone cause this cancer to recur? And the answer is no. There is no link in that scenario. Can prostate cancer recur? Sure. And there's many reasons why that happens. But there is no association with testosterone therapy or an increase in testosterone and prostate cancer recurrence in this situation. Typically, what I've noticed is that most practitioners who will recommend testosterone in men with low T after prostate cancer treatment, typically they like to see this, their testosterone to be undetectable if it's a prostatectomy for about one to two years before they recommend an increase in testosterone. Typically, it's a little bit different as it relates to radiation because oftentimes radiation does not cause a undetectable PSA. Okay. And oftentimes men who undergo radiation therapy for prostate cancer also, in conjunction, undergo androgen deprivation therapy or chemical castration. So that scenario, it's different, okay? And we, or at least I don't know, that in patients who undergo ADT with radiation, so they deplete the body of testosterone for six months to a year, we don't know, or I don't know, that person can be on testosterone therapy at this point. If they do a prostatectomy and they've never been on ADT, that person can be on testosterone therapy, assuming that they have low testosterone. 
Okay, that's the conversation to have. The other thing is that there are very few urologists who actually want to, or even healthcare practitioners of any kind that are willing to take a chance and treat their patient who have had prostate cancer with testosterone therapy. Okay, just because they feel perhaps that it's too much of a liability and not worth the effort. Okay, so that's what we have. Low intermediate testosterone therapy depends prostatectomy. Sure. Radiation therapy alone without ADT, sure, though the PSA is, um, will not probably go down to zero, depending on the type of radiation therapy that you undergo. Testosterone therapy after ADT and radiation, that's a little bit more tricky, okay? If the PSA is undetectable after two years, in that scenario, ADT and radiation, even if the ADT was in for a short period of time... Some practitioners might, and that's the operative word here, say, okay, let's, we can try it. Why? For quality of life. All right. Now let's move to a more advanced scenario of prostate cancer, more aggressive disease. Let's say Gleason 7 4 plus 3. Again, you would know the lingo. Gleason score, as you may know, is a, a staging a system for prostate cancer. The higher the number, the more advanced the cancer. This is a 4 plus 3 or higher, Gleason 8 or 9. Typically, these men either undergo androgen deprivation therapy, which again is castration, chemical castration, initially or after a prostatectomy or any treatment. So men on ADT or after ADT, androgen deprivation therapy, can they go on testosterone? That is unlikely, but there are studies on what's called bipolar androgen deprivation therapy, BAT which seems to indicate that actually men do, can do well. And these are small studies, and this is the main reason why you've never heard of this, perhaps, or at least your practitioner, your healthcare practitioner has not told you about this. Because now we're talking about a, a more advanced stage. They've been on ADT. Now they do this bipolar where now they get TRT at supra-physiologic level, so very high levels of testosterone in the body, and that may do two things. And I'm being careful with my language here because I need to. It's a lot that we don't know. That may improve quality of life, and that's a good thing, particularly after you've been on ADT, which quality of life, to some degree, can I, I see a lot of patients on ADT, they seem to do okay or fine. And you're saying, I don't want to do okay. I want to do great. I hear you, but we need you to be alive and to, for you to do, right? The, the first step is to be alive and then do great. And since there's some ambiguity here, then we have to, I think we have to be careful. Anyway, are, can you be on BAT, bipolar androgen deprivation therapy? And it depends. First of all, there's even less, if, there, if, if few urologists and practitioners, healthcare practitioners are willing to give testosterone therapy in men after low-risk prostate cancer or intermediate-risk prostate cancer, then there's even less that are willing to treat men with advanced prostate cancer and testosterone. So your challenge will be finding a practitioner who's willing to do that. That being said, and I think it's an honest conversation you can actually have with a healthcare practitioner, look, they just don't want to be liable if something were to happen to this type of patient, right? So I think that if you sign a lot of the dotted line <laughs> that they're not responsible if something happens to you, then 
you perhaps some few, a few practitioners will be willing to prescribe testosterone in cases of advanced prostate cancer after ADT. So this bipolar situation, how does it work? Well, you know, or you may know that when you're on hormone deprivation therapy, that approach stops working on average in about two years. What does that mean? That means that PSA goes down and PSA after prostate cancer treatment is a pretty good indicator of prostate cancer progression after treatment. If they are on ADT and it stops working within two years, the reason for that is because we think, or much of the science shows, that is not testosterone per se that's the problem. It's the androgen receptors around the prostate, right? So the the more androgen receptors you have, that seems to signal, right? It signals prostate cancer to continue to divide, which is what we're trying to avoid, avoid, right? We don't want these cancer cells to replicate and move around. So these androgen receptors are probably the problem, not testosterone per se. What happens when you deplete the body of testosterone, the prostate cells or cells in general that carry androgen receptors, which is there are many cells around the body that, that do that, there's more of these androgen receptors. Why? Because it's saying that the cells are saying, wait a minute, there's no testosterone. Let's make more of these receptors. We need testosterone. Let's make more receptors and more receptors and more receptors. And maybe these androgen receptors, the overproduction of these androgen receptors, that's what's causing perhaps cancer progression. So the idea here is going back to bipolar androgen therapy, that if we give the body testosterone, then it stops making too many receptors. So it lowers the receptors, the amount of receptors that are produced, the androgen receptors. You're on testosterone for a period of time, and then you go back to ADT. When you go back to ADT, now the the chemical castration will have some benefit on the cancer itself because now there's less receptors. And then you go back to testosterone after a certain period of time, and then you go back to ADT. More or less, that's how it works. There's not a lot of information on this. There are some studies. There are some studies, but there's not a lot of funding for these type of studies. Uh, To do a really good study, like a randomized trial on this is difficult. Not a lot of interest in institutions or companies. So that's the issue that you have in the case of more aggressive prostate cancer and testosterone. So all in all, in summary... Right. In summary, what we know is testosterone does not induce prostate cancer. Testosterone does not can make the prostate grow bigger and it will increase PSA at least temporarily and then it will plateau and then it will decrease again within time PSA. And but that doesn't mean that will increase urinary problems that are related to the prostate. Right. Doesn't cause prostate cancer in men with some type of prostate cancer testosterone therapy or an increase in testosterone by any means seems to be a fine thing to do without the concern that testosterone will increase prostate cancer. That doesn't mean that, I'm being a little bit repetitive here, that doesn't mean that you will not have a recurrence or the patient will not have a recurrence. They may, but there is no link between the recurrence and testosterone. 
in these cases. Okay. So this is sort of how you want to approach it. You, and if you are going to, if you're saying, look, I really want testosterone and you've had prostate cancer, then you have to have an honest conversation with your urologist, healthcare practitioner and tell them, look, I understand the deal. You know, it's like, how should I talk to my urologist about this? Look, I understand the potential risk. I'll sign anything, but my quality of life is not as optimal as I like it to be. And I like to be on testosterone therapy. Can you put me? And I think that in that type of honest conversation, there are some practitioners who will say, all right, we can do this. And they'll be able to monitor you. But you have to be okay with some unknowns and some ambiguity. There's a lot still that we don't know. And if you are okay with that, then that's how you uh, are uh, proactive and you make a, a well-informed decision on with this approach. I think that this is, I'm going to end it here. I think this will be useful for many. Please, um, as we segue, uh, we are in, we are past 50 episodes on the Dr. Geo podcast, and I appreciate you all so much. I have a lot of information to share with you and to help you live an amazing life. And, and, and this is despite prostate cancer. I really believe as you, you've heard me say over and over again, if all those men who have had prostate cancer, this is an opportunity for you to live your best life moving forward. I am here cheering for you and I'm going to I'm going to load you up with information so that you can be proactive in your own healthcare and empower you to live your best life moving forward. So please uh, sign up to uh, any platform that you listen your to your uh, to this podcast and if I earned it <laughs> go ahead and give me a like cuz that's going to help the algorithms to get the word out. This is Dr. Geo signing off. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with. Associated with.